Looking for work, better pay, better work environment? We can help. Call Kelly Jobs today at 502-425-7131 to speak with a recruiter today. Score a better job with us. Call 502-425-7131 or visit kellyjobs.com. That's kellyjobs.com. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. For the drive with Mark Ennis, presented by Fitness Market on 93.9 The Ville. Fitness Market is Louisville's premier location for home and commercial fitness equipment and electric bikes. Find them online at thefitnessmarket.com. Now here's Mark Ennis and Biggest Biscuit, also known as Dave Skull. Welcome back into the drive here on 93.9 The Ville. Mark Ennis, Dave Skull. The phone lines, they are open. 8150-939-3831-939 for the UPS Jobs. Text line, if you want to hit us up uh, that way, you can as well. You know, Dave, in, I think you and I, people our age, like for us, the ultimate example of like going to the NFL Combine and getting completely and totally blown away by somebody who you're like, what? And ter- when they got drafted was Mike Mamula. Do you remember this? That was like the one that he was a, just a complete combine uh, superstar, got drafted super high, and then never did a damn thing in the NFL. And it was all about the fact that someone just fell in love with that dude working out. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm wondering if Anthony Richardson is not going to turn out to be the same thing. Uh, I know that he, he – and Mamula, he was a defensive end, wasn't he? He was like yeah, an edge guy. Yeah, I remember him being kind of, huge. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, Richardson is too. BC as a quarterback. Guy. Yeah. Yeah, but he set the record for basically like athletics, athletics and athleticism kind of uh, measurables for a prospect at the Combine uh, and, and just absolutely blew people away. And I don't know about you. Like there's certain things I just really – the artistry of it. A guy who just effortlessly can throw the ball a mile. Yeah. And and it looks beautiful. I've talked to you before about just watching All right, Josh, Al Freeman. Davis. Josh Freeman. Josh Freeman. Oh, I, absolutely. Yes. 1,000%. I would have taken Jamarcus Russell number one also. For sure. Like Jamarcus Russell on his knees throwing at 70 yards. Like, you know what, man? Yes. I don't care if you can do anything else. We're drafting you number one overall. And he, he Good looks. decision there. He's, oh, I know. He's like that. You know, just watching him just kind of. The ball looks small. You know, when he's holding it, he's yeah. like that big. And he just was just a, a, an absolute freak uh, at the combine. And, man, you know, I know that his his numbers weren't great. He did some goofy stuff at times. But if I'm sitting there trying to draft a quarterback and you're trying to be like, all right, here are your options, I'm taking that dude before Will Levis, I can tell you that much. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at him, and, and I found his pre-draft hype as – silly as will levis is to me but like i look at him and it's more understandable because physically he's like a more compact it's like you crossed cam newton and lamar jackson and then that's what you got you know like six four like really solidly built um looks like he could withstand maybe you know like all the criticisms that you know he reminds me of ben roethlisberger yeah that's probably fair but even more compact people than forget that. that big ben was really mobile when he, he was, was but like you look at Anthony Richardson, I don't think there's any wasted weight on that body. You know what I mean? And I think yeah. Ben had a little bit of baby fat on him. Well, you know what I loved about uh, Ben Roethlisberger is that in the era where everyone in the NFL got very, very, very like freakish about their bodies and what they were doing to take yeah. care of and all that, he always looked like he showed up to camp to get in shape. Exactly. Like, you know like, he looked like he still has He's a like, oh crap, that starts today. Yeah. Like Pretty that much. sort of thing. But uh, Richardson, uh, absolutely wild people. I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, if he goes number one overall. Mm, I would just because there's proven options up there, I think. I, I just – I like C.J. Stroud. You know, I, I I understand Bryce Young's a bit small, and he's probably – his measurables probably hurt himself a little bit, hurt him a little bit. 
Um, with Anthony Richardson, here's what I'll say. Like, I'm happy that he's getting his shot as a quarterback, and Lamar Jackson was part of that. You know, like one of the guys that a lot of people tried to push towards other positions, wide receiver, yeah. et cetera. Uh, and he absolutely exploded in the NFL and won an MVP in his second year, full, full first year as a starter. But with Anthony Richardson, like, I'm happy and he should get his shot at a quarterback, but it's not a straight line. Like, his college production was just wasn't anything like Lamar's, and he didn't grow the same way Lamar did in school. And I'm I'm skeptical. But we'll see. Like, I, if if I'm a court, if I'm a team that that can afford a project in the first round, I take. Him. But if I'm a team that's looking for his, who's like a quarterback away, like for instance the Jets, I don't touch him with a ten meter, you know, cattle prod because I just don't think you can. It's just more of a crapshoot with him. But he is his measurables are incredible. Before we we move back to to a Louisville basketball question, did you just say a ten meter cattle prod? I did. What the hell is that? It's a really long cattle prod. But no one says I wouldn't touch him with a 10-meter cattle prod. I've said it on this show. He just did one. He wanted to use a different expression than 10-meter pole. That's what Dave, he's trying to why, one up us. Why are we using the metric system here? Why not? This is America. You're right, but it's, 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 uh, you know. I don't want to hear 10-meter anything. <laughs> meters? Why is it in Meters. I'm really bothered by this. No one's it's a ten foot pole. Say it right. It's a it's a it's a Ghostbusters quote. That's where I get it from. So Ghostbusters uses the metric I system grew, now. I grew up watching Ghostbusters like five times a week, and that's something that Dan Aykroyd said in Ghostbusters. And that's why I say that makes it, it like marginally better. I don't care if anybody else says it. Ghostbusters is a perfect movie, and I quote it a lot. 10-meter cattle prod. All right. Well, this topic might feel like a 10-meter cattle prod, but I wanted to at least bring it up. I don't <laughs> want to spend a lot of time on this, but I, it, we ought to uh, address it. I, it. Various times over the course of this show with you, Dave, I've talked about like the phenomenon of you know, something is kind of inane on its own, or it's benign. It doesn't really matter that much. It could be good, could be bad, not a big deal. But the kind of the interpretation of it all depends on kind of what you already think of the person. And the number of people apoplectic about Nolan Smith and Josh Jameson both, because I've seen both, mm -hmm. wearing Nike shoes on the, uh, the Kenny Payne Coaches TV show it surprises me and doesn't surprise me kind of at the same time doesn't surprise or surprises me in the sense of like i don't think it's that big of a deal but doesn't surprise me in the sense that when when people are out to to get you so to speak like every they have vision trained for this and everyone's going to see everything and while i think the reaction to this is is truly um over the top I'm not surprised by it at all. Um, let me I'm put it this way. What do you think about it? What'd you say? I'm kind of curious what you think about it. Yeah, so I'm just going to have a much more rational take because I think if people are, are – they have – well, I'm saying they have like a, like really deeply embedded opinions about Nolan Smith particularly, then it's probably going to – they'll say things like, well, it's indicative of this, it's an indicative of this, and I just think it was a careless mistake. Um, because it is a mistake. Like, let's not get it twisted. Like, you, you shouldn't wear Nike shoes in the in the um, serving in the role of U of L coach. You should, and that's what he was doing on inside the cards. Like, you are representing the university. You shouldn't wear Nike shoes. You should wear Adidas. Adidas pays us a great deal of money, and you just don't do anything to to rock that boat. Um, people don't realize how good our contract is with them i mean people get really really casual about well we should switch to nike and this and that and it's like man look at the contracts that most schools get with nike and look at the contract we have with adidas that they cover they outfit us with i think it says a 15 million dollars worth of equipment and apparel for all sports uh and cash and it's like 
I'm not going to sit here and say it's 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 like a cardinal a cardinal sin. Yeah. Ah, I'm not going to say the that. Puns. You went there. I did, and I'm not going to sit here and act like it's indicative of anything other than just a careless mistake. But yeah, you shouldn't you shouldn't wear Nikes on as as a, as a U of L representative. You shouldn't. I get where you're coming from. I just don't think he gave two thoughts into what shoes he was wearing that day. I think that's why I called yeah, it a careless yeah, mistake. Careless mistake. I'm saying like that's what I'm saying. Like it's I just, not. A, also, I think it, if the team was 26 and four, and I get the hypotheticals, but. No one would care or bad an eye. No one's paying attention to what shoes he's wearing if they're winning. Fair, but Adidas still would be, which is my point. Yeah, Adidas, yeah. I get from their perspective. From the fan base, I don't think we should no. care that much. That's why I said it's not a big, it's a careless mistake that shouldn't be read into any deeper than that, but it is something that he needs to not do, quite frankly. I, I agree it was almost assuredly a mistake like i don't think this is some sort of like protest no, or like sly kind of hey nike you know like i don't we're not it's a mistake i don't think that they they gave any thought to it at all or are trying to send some sort of message no. and i don't think it's that big of a deal i i would be willing to bet you that more of this goes on than maybe anyone realizes I think the one place I'd go ahead and say, if like if this is really bothering you today, I, the one place I'd say I, I understand this part, is that I I think you would agree with me, Dave. Like the we do not get the feeling, and this reinforces the feeling that as a staff they're not meticulous. You know, like they're not thinking about every little detail. Uh, every little thing especially you would think i think when you're not winning anywhere close to it as what anyone had, had kind of expected that you like you'd get everything controllable down right and it, there you can't have you know we've talked about this so you, like you can't let fans think they care more than you do if you're a coach especially if you're a coach on any kind of uh, hot seat like at all the fan, you can't let people have the feeling that they care more. This is a, a cousin of that. You can't let people think that they notice more than you do either. Yeah, and honestly, that was what I was saying. Like, I don't really want to read into it that much because I think that's right. the hot take, honestly, is that it's some sort of indication of how they do things. Right. And I'm trying not to read into it that much Just saying, uh, he – he wears Nikes to the mall probably, and he was just like, wears Nikes to when he picks up his kids. He probably prefers to wear Nikes in his personal life where he wore them for, for years because of his prior jobs and contracts. Uh, and it's just a force of habit. But it's something he, you know, and, and going on inside the cards, he was probably already dressed for whatever, you know, but it's something that you need to do. You need to represent the university at all times, and part of the university representation is that Adidas contract. Like, if you see, players will often wear non-Adidas stuff, but when they're in, like, a video for, you know, for hyping a game or, or travel, whatever, like, or, or if you see any kind of a highlight thing put together for, like, a Bahamas trip, they'll make sure they're in Adidas gear. You know? They have to. It's just something you do. It's part of your contract. And, like... That's the extent of my take where it was a it was a careless mistake, something that they need to fix going forward, but I don't think it's necessarily in, indicative of anything larger. But if you wanna read into it, you are more than <laughs> you are more than welcome to. I I don't blame you. When you're four and twenty seven, everything's gonna be an indication, right? Yeah. People's opinions about what they uh, about you are, are either going to be confirmed or challenged by this. Uh, and if you think this is you, like Kenny is golden, you won't care about this at all. Yeah. And if you want him fired, you would like them to use this as a reason to fire him for cause. <laughs> and I, I would like him to just not give people any ammo. Exactly. That's Ex the biggest thing for me. Exactly. Like you, you just don't give him anything extra. You know, like, just don't. I think it's a mistake for him to. I would be it's like I would be meticulous about this. Yeah, you know, like that. That's you ought to be going forward. That's for sure. Well, do you remember? You remember the the uh, the NCAA? You remember when Rick was like after the casino thing? He's like, no one even jaywalk. Nothing. There can't mm -hmm. be a thing. Obviously, there was, but like there can't be anything. But that was the attitude. It was like, look, guys, we can't goof up anything. 
They're like, you told us not to jaywalk. You didn't tell me I have to rob a bank. Well, okay. like the point is, like, <laughs> wow, just zero we, hundred there. <laughs> we realize where we are. Yeah. You know, and, and we can't afford for there to be anything. You know, I I think it's all the same. Like you, you would, you'd just like to think like they thought of everything. And you know what it, what it's like to to listen to a coach who's thought of every little thing. Uh, and and the best ones do. And, and this at least feels like either we don't realize on the outside that this doesn't matter, but, it, man, it sure feels like it matters. I mean, I can remember uh, Bobby Petrino, like, if you wore anything that just had blue on it at a press conference, he was going to bust your balls for right. it. You know, and, like, now this is the sort of thing, like, it's just it's an unnecessary thing that they – it's preventable, and it doesn't get them anything. Like, you don't gain anything by wearing your Nike shoes. Just wear freaking right stuff. Yeah, another texter also says it was a fashion mistake wearing an Adidas outfit with Nike shoes. Yeah, I heard that <laughs> I was a big no-no, Nike too. Adidas right. with Adidas. I, right. I'm the biggest offender, though, like, especially with, like, golf outfits. I often mix brands. I'll look down, and I have, like, three or four brands on. <laughs> he who has not done that cast the first sure. stone. <laughs> yeah, come on. I whatever. Like, I, I wear always wear Adidas shoes, but, Me you too. know, there's the times where I wear, like, Nike shirt or something, just because, you know, it's a nice shirt, or it's a Celtics branded shirt or something that has a Nike logo on it. The only time I ever really wear any of these brands, other than, like, my branded uh, Louisville Adidas stuff, is on the golf course. Like, I have Nike golf shoes. I have Adidas golf shoes. I've got Nike and Adidas polos. You know, I've got Nike and Adidas shorts, belts. <laughs> like, I've got them all. But I'm a golf clothes, like, that's the thing. Like, I don't I don't buy any regular clothes very often. I buy too much golf apparel. I have too many golf polos. It's insane. Hoodies for me. Yeah. Hoodies, I'm, hoodie, hoodies is the one thing in, like, regular clothes that I probably have too, way too much of. I think the other, like one L, the other little element of this is obviously we've wondered about recruiting in the role of Nike and Adidas, and it seems like you would want to do whatever you can to sort of have Adidas help you. Yes. And this doesn't, it le- look, it might not be a factor at all, but just again, the sort of thing that was like you, you don't need to make this any harder than it is. But for me, it's like I don't. As a Louisville person who got conditioned all through Rick's tenure of thinking of Nike as the devil, yeah, I know. <laughs> it feels weird to have the feeling that the coaches are like holding out a candle for Nike when we hate them. It's here's the thing: our coaching staff is three quarters Nike guys, I know. and then Danny Manning, you know, wakes Wake was Adidas for a while. I don't know what they are now. Yeah. Not sure, but Maryland was where he was right before this. And I just, Josh is from the king of the Nike schools. You know, he's from Oregon. And Duke and Kentucky are big-time Nike basketball properties. Like, I just, it is kind of one of the uneasy things about this is that they were all just, just accustomed to and, um, to the Nike circuit and to everything Nike. But at this point, that's just not and, – and everybody's saying, like I said earlier, like the nonchalant, we need to switch to Nike. It's just not that easy. It's not that simple. Um, we don't have the luxury of turning down a larger um, apparel and outfitting deal, you know, just for, I don't know, basketball recruiting. Like, I don't, we just don't have the, the luxury right now. Um and they have to they have to operate inside the system. But again, I just think it was an oversight, an easy one to make that he needs to not make again. I don't think it's any kind of a like a concerted effort. I don't think the the conspiracy theories like Phil threw out the conspiracy theory on on Bob's show. It's like I think he did it on purpose. <laughs> Some people are throwing that out there as a not, protest. Not yeah, not necessarily Phil. Fire his ass right now. <laughs> and we know it sucks that. That Nike, the players like Nike, Nike AAU, we all know the stories. We know the reality. Um, but we need coaches that can operate inside the Adidas system. I think they can. They just need to. And they need to They need to wear Adidas shoes when they're operating in the capacity of a Louisville coach. And ultimately, for me, like that's a Josh Hurd thing. Like, yeah. let's, you know, this might be one of those things where 
you, know, you can send the memo to everyone so no one feels singled out. But it comes from uh, the athletic let's, department. Let's just yeah. yeah, let's just remind everybody uh, we're a freaking idiot school. Please wear your Adidas stuff, guys. Come on, yeah. help us out. It sounded like All you right. said idiot school. I'm not gonna lie, not idiot. <laughs> no, <laughs> come on, guys, that's we're an idiot not school. Not what I mean at all. No, I, I, come on, man. <laughs> all right, let's get to Scott in here. He has been waiting. Scott, welcome into the drive. I thought the vote's up, bud. Wait a guys. Enjoy the show. Thank you. Um, I think I think this is a big deal. Uh, this shows not paying attention to the little details. And I'll use an example. My ex-father-in-law was a head coach of a top soccer program in college for about 40 years, won multiple championships, etc., and we were family members, and whenever we would go in the press box to watch a game, we all had to wear Adidas. And even my daughter, who was small at the time, had to wear her Adidas shoes, <laughs> outfit, whatever. And I'll never forget the first time I went to a game, and I came up in Nike shoes. And he looked at me, and he goes, young man, uh, out in the garage – there are what si- he asked me what size I wore. He says there are several shoes out there. Go out there and pick you out some Adidas shoes. So I, I think it's a huge deal. I have been trying to stay in there with Kenny all year, and what's bothered me is has been, I think, from my perspective of watching Louisville basketball since the seventies, is the attention to details. Yeah, and this is another one of them. Um, but that's just my opinion. Well, uh, yeah, appreciate uh, the call there, Scott. I don't think you're alone, and I, I, they can't deny that, Dave. That well, it, it, if nothing else, like it doesn't show this kind of um, maniacal attention to detail of every little thing. And I think people, if they, if they're not winning right now. I think people would would at least like to feel like that. Here's the thing, because I'm, t- I'm I'm trying to be fair about it, but the reality of the situation is like brand affiliation is not a small deal. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's really not, and it's not a small deal on any level. If they're supporting your program, you wear their stuff. You know, and that's 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 whether you're a Division One program, Division Two program, uh, you know, Power Five, Group of Five, whatever. Like that's that's part of the deal, and if you are, if you have the most lucrative Adidas deal, it's even more important. So, while I'm trying to to be as fair as possible about it, Scott's not wrong. Like it's not it's not a necessarily a small deal. I'm just hoping it's it's an it, I, I don't like I try not to extrapolate this and make this like a oh it shows they don't uh, have an attention to detail or anything like that, but it. I'm not going to hate you if, if that's that's how you're thinking about it. Uh, it's not a good thing, and it can't happen again. I'll put it that way. Because of our contract with Adidas, it's not a small deal. I mean, I know this is a little bit different, but like back in December when that L. Ellis and Kenny Payne clip that from Florida State got circular on the internet, and people just were like nitpicking like, oh, see, Kenny's laughing on the sideline. I quit. It's a similar nature where it's like it's not that big of a deal, and people are just trying to find – Anything in they the can abstract. To, yeah, yeah, it's like they're just trying to grasp for something. It's like, we know you don't care for Kenny Payne. These people making these assumptions, they're like, so using anything they can. It's like, we have a team on the court that's 4-27 and 27 right now. There's much bigger issues within this program than, you know, Kenny left on the sideline or no one wearing the wrong shoes to a coach's show. Well, I think like the... But I it know might be a symptom of the same problem. Right, and I'm, I'm not... I actually, I think that those are really, they're different... Because I, I I'm not okay with the parsing of of clips out of context. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. it just doesn't tell me anything. You know, I don't think it's it's worth it's worth any kind of. And I said it at the time. Um, but I understand this. I actually think would be more relevant than that. You know, only because I'll agree with you on that. Yeah, like it it it's it just seems like something you just it's a basic fundamental thing you don't do as a as a coach. But again, like I'm trying to be abundantly fair. While also acknowledging that it's a it's a it's an overlap it's it's not a good you can't do it as a, especially it's it's much more of the culture in basketball than it is in other sports you know wearing who what shoes you're wearing 
You know, yeah. people are going to notice it a lot more on a basketball coach. Uh, they're going to notice the apparel more on a basketball coach than they are even on football teams. Like, we know what different universities are because, mostly because of their basketball. We know they, they, they wear the same brand. You know what I mean? So, but I don't really care that much about, you know, like, like the Nike symbols and everything. They're just not as, not as prominent or not as important in football jerseys and football apparel as they are in basketball. It's just much more of the culture. Uh, and I was kind of alluding to this. A texture said the Adidas money helps the gap with SEC. But that was kind of what I was alluding to yeah. earlier. Like we have a very lucrative deal and we can't afford really to turn our nose up at that anytime soon. Uh, we just can't afford to, to leave money on the table anywhere right now, considering where we have disadvantages other places in the budget. Yeah, for me, and then we'll get to Reggie here. My own, like, I really don't care about this. I'm just being fully with everybody here. I really don't care about this, except for one thing. I, in the back of my mind, I am afraid it might mean there just wasn't as much of an understanding or an appreciation of just sort of the general ethos here as I was hoping for from the staff. And this, it might mean that it might have just been a mistake right but him jameson and him both have done it and it's the sort of thing where it's like if you're winning a lot of games no one's going to care but you're not so avoid everything that's that's unforced and this would be a smart one but more than anything like again we we don't like nike we never have we've always thought they were they were intentionally trying to kill us so (laughs) to speak but this is it's the same it feels weird for the staff dave it feels weird for the staff to feel like they're like fighting to have nike around when nike's fighting to have us not be around sure and i'm looking at this is it it's the same thing you do when you're evaluating any job you know like if somebody was is a salesman you know and they're just absolutely killing it you don't care if they don't file their reports properly or if they do like little tiny things about how they 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 do their meetings or do their day-to-day business it's not nearly as big a deal but if they're not good and they're they're not killing it every way they like they do their job every t- every every single thing they do is is nitpicked same when i used to run a warehouse like if somebody was really good i didn't care how they got there or about the details as much if their end result was was good um but if they weren't good at if they kept picking orders wrong and everything i wanted to see how they did it you know and, and you start nitpicking every little thing and that's the same thing with gets more and more so with these high-profile jobs. And there's just so many practical reasons that this is a problem. Yeah. I know it sounds But also not but like is. the end of the world. But it's not the end of the world. It's like That's both. kind of where, right. that's, that's how I led off this segment, and I'm trying to reiterate as we go along that I don't think it's the end of the world, but it's also something that has to be addressed and fixed. Let's uh, get to Reggie here who's been waiting. Reggie, welcome into the drive on I Thunder What's up, buddy? Hey, fellas. Hey, man. I mean, we're supposed to hate Nike, but the Adidas was the one that got us in trouble with the FBI. So I guess we should <laughs> hate true. Adidas too. But uh, I'm pretty sure if he if he had Jordans on, this wouldn't be no discussion. I mean, it's shoes. I'm I'm I'm, I'm gonna go back to what Averson said. We're talking about practice. Hmm. Come on, y'all. Like, well, this dude, was a coaching like, show, I'm, not I'm, practice. I, I understand. I understand it. I, I do understand yeah. it, but. He was Adidas from head to toe, except for his feet. But the, you know, he even had Adidas socks on. It could have been an honest big mistake. It could have been a mistake. I'm not going to blow a big deal out about some sure. shoes, though. I'm really not. I don't, you know, don't get me wrong. Nike does have some better shoes than Adidas. I'm just being honest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to blow you, it out. Reggie, how do you, just as an aside, how do you think that LeBron feels while he's setting the all-time NBA scoring record, and his kids are front row courtside in Jordan shoes. In <laughs> <laughs> Jordan shoes, like I'm like, man, come on, y'all. Like, we we can do better than that. Like, it's other it's other things in the program that we need to fix in Nolan shoes. Like, but I get I get I get why people would be mad because Adidas does pay us a lot of money. But then yeah. again, I, I am on the flip side saying like Adidas, y'all, I don't know, y'all did. Y'all did kind of get us in trouble now. I almost got us to death penalty. Right. So. Yeah, they can't be too mad. <laughs> they can't be too mad now. But y'all yeah, you're right. Today. All right, appreciate it, Reggie. Yeah, look, no one should be too mad. And anybody who's, like, trying to make this into some sort of fireable offense, no. it's it's not. No. Uh, it, it's the sort of thing that should be, oh, come on, do better than that. And then that's it. Yeah. That's it. Uh, but when you're 4-27, and 27, nothing feels like that. 
and that's yeah. the, like the people, reality that they're they're dealing with. They end up these little things end up being bigger deals than you think they are because we're four and twenty seven, like to the fan base. Yep. But I mean, right, it's, it's a problem, but it's one that's fixable. And you just don't do it going forward. Let's take a quick break here. Uh, we will come back. I wanted to switch gears for just a second uh, and, and talk in particular about uh, what is ahead in the next twenty four hours or so for Lamar uh, as we're getting down mm-hmm. uh, to crunch time. Uh, here with him, his contract, the contract extension, all that sort of thing as well. And then I, I also, Dave, at some point want you to weigh in on uh, the Lexington uh, minor league team name change. On the other side here, on the drive on the Thunderville. Be right back. Metro College is a program that helps students pay for tuition, and I didn't believe it. You have to work third shift, five days a week. It's a great and rewarding thing when you graduate. I would do it all over again, just like I just did. You know those buddies who magically become medical professionals when you're not at the top of your game? The ones who say, Come on, muscle through it. But then also say, Hey, you should probably see my specialist. Or surgery or pain meds. It's almost always false, false, and false. Athletico's physical therapists, the same therapists who work with professional athletes, can tackle those little aches and pains from the start before they become big ones. So next time, don't believe everything you hear. Instead, start with Athletico. Schedule your free assessment at athletico.com. You're listening to The Drive, presented by Fitness Market, right here on 93.9 The Ville. Now, here's Mark Ennis. And Biggest Biscuit, also known as Dave Skull. Welcome back into The Drive here on 93.9 The Ville. Mark Ennis, Dave Skull. Dave, really quickly, did you happen to catch that story over the weekend about this uh, fifth grade girls team down in Hoover, Alabama? They won was, the league, and then they... Yeah, they were ordered. Uh, they were told, basically, like, you, you can't keep using the facility you're using as a fifth-grade team uh, because you don't really have a league to play in unless you agree to stay together and play in the boys' league. Yeah. Then you can keep using it because that's what it's for. And so the girls agreed, and they switched to playing in this fifth-grade uh, boys' league, and early on were not very good. It, it, it obviously made them a lot better. They worked really hard, and they end up winning the championship. And then at the end, we're told, "Well, this is for the boys, so you can't have a championship." That's ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, it's just absurd. Like, if you, the first part of it, fine, but if you're gonna make them play in your league and they win the league, like, in what world are you gonna take that away from them? You made them play in the league. Well, just tell them they can't play. Don't tell them that they have to play in the men's league, but that they can't get the results if uh, right. whatever if they win it. It just sounded uh, it, like an all-around uh, L for them, for the league, for everybody involved. It makes, it doesn't it, it makes you wonder, isn't there one person who's like, hey, this is a really jerky thing to do. We this should is not bad. Do this. Yeah. yeah, this is a bad choice on our part. We should not do this. Like, not only one, is it wrong, we are going to catch hell for it. Like, yes, there's no good thing for us here. It's going to make our lives worse. Like, yes. Can we please just not? <laughs> Whose feelings are you saving there? Like, what are you doing? I don't understand it. Just... They won. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't understand what, what's the advantage there for anybody in like, denying like them You're the not going to feel better. It's like, oh, we lost, but here's a trophy. You still want a trophy? Like, you're not going to feel like, better. Do the little boys feel better if you give them a trophy after they lost to the to the girls' team? They shouldn't. I mean, it's going to be like fairly Dickerson tonight or tomorrow yeah. whenever they play because they're going to the tournament regardless because Merrimack's ineligible. It's like, we lost, but we're still going to dancing because Merrimack's ineligible if that happens. Well, and think about, think about like, the, the sort of fragile budding self-confidence of a fifth grade boy what's worse for that the school forcing you to have a trophy for a title you didn't win or just not winning it right they'd probably just forget about it you know <laughs> if they didn't want, win I, like, it. it's lose lose here I, if i was right. them they sh- i would hope that they would insist that the girls could they won they, they won, won. The they beat them it's a ridiculous thing to do but we all remember like at that age there were a lot of girls that are taller and better than you. Absolutely. <laughs> that happens. Like, and they stay that way. A lot. Yeah. Uh, but especially at that age. You know, like it's not out of the realm of possibility. It makes sense that an all-girls team won a fifth-grade championship. That happens. That, that can happen. It's definitely the tallest. I think the two tallest players in our fifth-grade league were both girls. If I remember that right. 
and it was really hard to get the ball from them <laughs> when they put it above everybody's head. <laughs> oh, I, I would imagine so. All right, if you want to get in here, 8150-939, that's uh, the number if you want to get in here. 3831-939 for the UPS Shops text line. Dr. Ted jumped in. Let's go ahead and not make him wait any longer. Dr. Ted, good to talk to you, buddy. Welcome into the drive. What's up? Uh, hello. I got uh, a question and a comment. One uh, comment is the girls' basketball team coach is better than the boys' basketball team. <laughs> Number two, <laughs> the, the, uh, uh, is Coach McDonald's show going to be always at 6 on a Monday? Yes. It's on at 6 o'clock today. Is that, that's correct, right, Mark? Yep. Yep. Uh, so long as I know it's exactly at 6, that will be good. Yep. Yes, sir. And, that's my understanding. Yep. Uh, and the other thing is, if you think attention to details is not in the mind of Yuval fans, remember when Haley Van Liet wore a <laughs> Adidas blue shoes? Mm-hmm. And everybody has a comment about it around me. I said, well, those these ladies look, uh, watching the basketball game, they don't care whether they win or lose, just don't wear the, uh, the Adidas blue shoes. And unfortunately, at that time, we lost the game. I think I forgot who we were, we were playing. And so uh, those are the <laughs> things NC that State, I noticed. I think. Uh, and uh, details is what uh, Kenny is going to need in order to uh, win basketball games. Uh, yeah. So far, I think he's 70% losing every time he calls a timeout and will lose the ball before they can really get the play properly done. And this should be done during practice instead of, you know, instead of during the game. I don't know if he has got any plans um, to change his practice technique or whatever, but uh, he really got to... Uh, come up with a lot better for this incoming season. There's a lot of pressure on him, and that's so sad. So, thank you. Yeah, appreciate it, Dr. Chad. Always good to hear from you. Yeah, I think it's, you know, the vibe, this is where maybe it it harms Kenny the most, is the vibe, the feeling that people, or the fear, the suspicion that people have that, you know, even, uh, I think Jeff Greer kind of hints at this sometimes, that it would help Kenny to be more granular in yes. terms of talking about what they're trying to do, what they did wrong, what oh, they yeah. did well, what the plan was. Instead, it's 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 usually very sort of very big picture, broad strokes, very, yes, and and about sort of large overarching themes, and not like he was supposed to throw it here and like that sort of thing. And they're right now one of the perceptions about them that I do think they're they're battling, and this is just sort of being called into battle for that. Uh, is is that they're not uh, maniacally meticulous about every little thing, and that's that is what we're used to here. Exactly, like our idea of a great basketball coach is somebody, and in, in most in football too, like sports in general, like most great head coaches, yeah, are controlling of their program, regardless of their whether their style, whatever their style is, they love they they are. They control the environment around their program. They are very detail-oriented. And, of course, we had the ultimate example of that in Louisville with Rick Pitino for 16 years, 15 years. So when we see something like this, it's I don't blame anybody for taking it as an indication that, man, like, where is your attention to detail? How could this slip through the cracks when you are an official representative of the, the program? I get it. So I understand the – Instinct to kind of be like, look, we've got bigger issues. I don't really want to spend too much time on this. I also understand the instinct to say, yeah, we've got bigger issues, and this is an indication of it. You know, like it's yeah. it's both both of those things feel valid to me. Where I'm like of two minds of this, where I'm like, and and I know enough about how apparel contracts work to know that it's a much bigger deal than most people think it is. Yeah, it's you not can't do nothing. it. You cannot. Yeah. You can't do this. And it must be fixed going forward at the very at the very least. Eighty one fifty ninety three nine. That's uh, the number if you'd like to get in here. Uh, we are twenty four ish hours, twenty three ish hours from the deadline to apply the franchise yeah. tag. Uh, we have learned, I think, over the weekend that the Ravens, uh, Eric DaCosta, the general manager there, went to South Florida to so sit down and negotiate with Lamar. 
uh, and try to get a deal done, I'm I'm happy to hear that it. By and large, I think I've had this fear that the Ravens really kind of don't want Lamar, but that they're they're trying to save face. That's what I feel about it. Like amongst amongst their fan base, like trying to yeah. save face but with this. I think the last 48 hours over this weekend into today, they've they've been clear, and I think I believe it if the reporting is is really true like i think they do want lamar i think they just don't want to guarantee that much money and i think they might be a little bit surprised by just how much he's holding the line you know on that but it it seems like dave at this point we are careening towards a franchise tag being applied to him tomorrow at four o'clock by the Ravens. do you think that they'll do the non-exclusive or the just full-on exclusive franchise tag? Because I feel like they'll do. I, I feel like they'll do a non-exclusive and leave the door open for somebody to match it, so they can just kind of throw their hands up and say, "Well, <laughs> you know, like I, we I just, tried. Yeah, we tried, and that's that's what it feels like to me. Like I, I read a bunch of rumors from. Um, it was uh. Who was Matthew Barry? Yeah, like he he had his his annual like NFL Combine rumors that he threw out there, and I read the whole thing and and there was a little blurb about Lamar Jackson and he just kind of threw out there, look, I I get the feeling that there's just a not like an anti Lamar, but they're just not they're not as they're not sold enough on him in that building to to give him the money he wants, which is pretty blatantly obvious to us, you know, like it like there there are things that they've picked apart and they're just not willing to do this with him. Uh, so maybe it's leaning more towards the non-exclusive. And I, I, I've said there's a few times where I've pushed back to, to like, well, maybe they want to make it work, especially like right after the season when they had that press conference and they, you know, they moved on from uh, Greg Roman and everything. And, and I thought, all right, well, maybe they want to make this work. But at the end of the day, they just have not shown a willingness to pay him money that he deserves. And the guaranteed money, obviously – I think it goes beyond just being a proxy war for the owners and the players association. Like I just think personally, they aren't all in on Lamar, and somebody out there will be. And there was this interesting theory. I think it was in the same column with Matthew Barry that he was like, maybe Daniel Snyder on the way out of the league will pony up the money and sign Lamar to a six-year guaranteed, fully guaranteed contract just to screw the rest of the ownership. I was like, that would be the first useful thing that Daniel Snyder has ever done. Like hamstring them one last yeah, time. Yeah, one last time. I was like, you know what? Well, screw it, you guys. Double be... double birds on the way out of the and league. And then he sells it to Jeff Bezos, who he allegedly hates. He's right. like, screw no with Bezos there you now. Go, buddy. <laughs> well, and it would be interesting that, that he's doing if, – if that were the case, that would be amazing for Lamar to sort of benefit from his – ass hattery that he's so good <laughs> yeah, at that's right but it would like it would be a tremendous way to middle finger all the other owners because there's no question front offices and ownership do not want the ravens to buckle here because yep. th- for instance the Bengals know burrow's next and the chargers know herbert's after that and the bills and chiefs know those two could ask for this thing to be looked at again any old time they want, uh, and that the longer those deals go, the more they look like steals, the deals. Yep. And, and to, to me, nobody wants this. It would be, if Daniel Snyder wanted to spite the world, he could like he could oversee that, but he'd have to actually come up with a lot of money if they guaranteed that too, so that wouldn't be the easiest thing for him. Apparently, he's not as rich as we thought. <laughs> By the way, do you think that it... it like, of all the details that have come out really quickly about Dan Snyder and all of that, that my favorite is that he paid himself money to put his team's logo on his private plane. I uh, know. Five mil, four point five million dollars. Just squeezing every every drop out of that lime, you know, out of that franchise. <laughs> Absolutely incredible. <laughs> oh man, I had a couple of texts in really quickly into the UPS shops text line. Uh, how much will Lamar make if he's franchised? He has to make the average of the top three at his position. Which would be about $48 million, 48, yeah, about $49 48 million. million. And th- you know what's funny? That I hear that, though, and I and I hear read these reports over the weekend that Daniel Jones is asking for $45 million. Yep. And, and, th- and I'm just – like, I know they made the playoffs. And I've always I've, – I actually think Daniel Jones is kind of a, a solid quarterback. 
But if he's worth $45 million a year, Lamar's worth $145 million a year. <laughs> right. <laughs> and Derek Carr just the... had his new contract. I told people, like, when I said, well, you, you save money from here. I was like, yeah, Derek Carr's going to make about $40 million a year, and he's making, what, thirty seven five uh on his new contract with the Saints. And congratulations to me. It's either, I guess, Aaron Rodgers or Bust, which I'm really excited about <laughs> for the Jets. I'm not excited about that at all. AFC uh, Championship game loss next year for the Jets if that happens. <laughs> Look, the only, right. The only like good thing about it is that the rumors out there that like Aaron Rodgers either wants to play for the Jets or retire. If he puts that out there, they lose all their leverage. You know what I mean? And it's like, well, the, you either take our second round pick or. You get nothing for I mean, him. there's reports that Green Bay's like, we want to move on from Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, but it's like, that, but that he controls also, all the details here. Rodgers, like, he could retire if he wanted to. Like, if you, if it's out there that you want to move on, and it's out there that Aaron only wants the Jets, which who knows if that's true or not, the amount of leverage you have as an organization is nothing. So the Jets could just put, like, here's a fourth round, you know what I mean? Like, here's a fourth round pick. Uh, take it Do you or know leave what the Favre deal was? Was it like what a second round pick? Well, he retired. Yeah, came back. Like it was. Um, I think it was something like second round pick. If I remember that. That right. sounds fair. For I'm trying to think back to that because they had already moved on at that point. I don't know. I'll, can I give you, um, Mark, my favorite blurb from that 23 most interesting things at the combine? And hey, you'll me. like this. Okay, you'll love it. Even. Uh, let me see. Here it is. Sit. And this is talking about Drew Locke. Speaking of Drew Locke, I also heard his name as a possible option for Tampa Bay to be a veteran to compete with Kyle Trask. <laughs> oh, no. Why is that your favorite? Because <laughs> you're going to go from Tom Brady to Drew Locke and Ty- Kyler- Kyle Trask. It's your favorite. Well, I thought, you're going to love I thought, it. I thought we were friends. You and yeah, me. We are friends. Friends uh, give each other a hard time. I guess so. I mean, <laughs> if like, how about we add a, a multi-year NFL player to go alongside Kyle Trask? How, who could we add that would not make you feel any better? Drew Locke. Drew Locke. Is, that's the answer. That is exactly right. You can Drew have Locke a, is the answer. <laughs> Just shell out have $50 million for Daniel Jones. That's right. Tampa Bay's right. going all out. They're like, we gave Brady $25 million a year. Let's give Daniel Jones $50 million a year now. You can have a lightly yeah. use Zach Wilson. <laughs> uh, let's get Matt in here before we get too close to the top of the hour. Matt, welcome into the drive on I find the villain on Monday. What's up? What's up, guys? Hey, buddy. Uh, I was thinking about the Lamar conversation y'all were having. I had a couple thoughts. Yeah. Um, I. It's hard to get in Lamar's head. He's such a kind of interesting figure, but it seems to me like if they're going to put him on the exclusive tag, he might just want to wait another year to see what happens with Burrow. And maybe he's betting that somebody's going to get another contract like Deshaun Watson, maybe next off season. And he's like, if they're just going to exclusive tag me and I'm going to make 48 million guaranteed this year, He'll just bet on himself again and just wait till next off season. But I mean, that's obviously just speculation, I guess. But I wouldn't be surprised if that's where his head was at with that whole deal. Yeah, appreciate the call, Matt. Right? Look, if there's anybody that would bet on himself, it's Lamar. Mm-hmm. He did it this year, you know, by playing this year without uh, any kind of a deal in place. Uh, I personally think i agree with the first thing that matt said and that's that it's really difficult to know what's in lamar's head he keeps to himself he doesn't leak things he doesn't make he doesn't really care what people think to to try and manage it he's i envy him he lives free of the fear of other people's opinions i don't man doesn't have an agent yeah i envy him uh for that uh for sure Uh, i've heard from multiple people that there's very serious doubt that if they exclusive tag him, then he'll play. There are a lot of people who think he'll simply sit uh, and wait to, and become a free agent. He will not gamble like that on himself on the field. He'll just wait. Yeah, that's interesting. I don't know. I just a lot of money this. to pass I just want up him to on. Play. I just want him to play football somewhere and get paid properly for it. That's all I want. 
I just can't see Lamar being the guy who's going to hold out and not and sit out a year, a la Le'Veon Bell and Deshaun Watson. I just think he wants to play football. I mean, I, I get having the job security in the years, but I think he'll still he'll want to go out and prove it because let's face it, last two years he's ended with injuries partly because the Ravens have an F minus medical staff. So there you go. So <laughs> I think the Might most do. likely scenario is non exclusive tag because I think both sides want this over with the Ravens want it over with and they want compensation somebody signs him pays the compensation and they're not going to pay a two first round compensation without the um intention to sign him to a long-term deal and everything that comes with that and they know what Lamar won't sign so I don't think somebody else is going to give up two first round draft picks for Lamar Jackson and not be willing to pay him and get him on the field well, because I the only the way cla- I think that's the most likely scenario at this point. Yeah, the only way you're going to get him if you're somebody else, let's say they put him on the non-exclusive tag, and if you don't understand what that means, it means he can go sign with someone else. He can negotiate with someone else. He can sign with them, but the Ravens, Ravens can, can match, match it. Yeah. And if they don't, that team gets Lamar at the at the deal that they agree to, and they have to compensate the Ravens with two first-round picks. The only way you're going to get Lamar and hope that the Ravens don't just auto-match whatever you negotiate is by making it absorbent. Yep. Like, it's going to have to be a ridiculous deal. Uh, and, and I was kind of wondering, like, will a competitor in the AFC perhaps look at it like we can either get Lamar or we can hamstring the Ravens? Yeah. That's yeah. what I've been wondering is, like, will somebody That's the choice, a, yeah. Yeah. If you are, you know, the Steelers or something, and you can just sort of screw the Ravens, or you can have Lamar Jackson, it's kind of win-win for you. You know, something like that. I've wondered if that's out there, but I think the Ravens will not non-exclusive him. I think he's going to get tagged uh, tomorrow, and then it's going to be about whether he'll play uh, on that. Man, I just don't think they're going to let it get to that. I just don't. I, I think that I think it's going to be the non-exclusive, so somebody else solves the problem for him. Right, that's going to uh, do it for that. We'll take a quick break here. We will come back. A couple other things I wanted to uh, to get into from the weekend here. We'll take your calls, your texts throughout. On the drive on Thunderville. Be right back.